Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Okay. And that's a crit, double crit. Nice. I rolled double 20s. That's not going to happen again. Nope. 23 points of damage. Ow! And then the spiritual weapon attacks. Okay. Which is a crit. You freaking... Go to the gas station right now and buy a lottery ticket. Do it. Three crits in a row. Go to the freaking gas station and get a lottery ticket. Battle in Paradise begins as the party sets sail for the edge of the world, utilizing the map they obtained in the College of Ether to set out for the Astral Plane. With only three weeks to make the journey, and with the entire Blackrift Armada in close pursuit, the party is forced to plot a course through the Westward Straits, a mostly uncharted stretch of sea. Caught in unnatural currents, The party's ship is dragged to an island paradise where locals live an idyllic, peaceful life. But the longer they remain, the more it becomes obvious that something is wrong with this island. The party is unable to leave. Strange creatures live in the jungle. The locals suffer from extensive memory loss. Can the party track down the island's mysterious nature spirit and bargain for their freedom? And if they do, Will they survive confronting the combined might of the Black Rift forces? Only the worthy will survive. Ah, uh, that was their Actually, turn. I guess I'll cut his kneecaps is what will happen because I'm not using them. No, no, it's no, the back's turn. Him. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally axe to the knee. It is the back's turn. As long as the back does not miss, there is no reason in the Reckless world attack. why you don't kill this 14. guy. 14 to hit. 14 to hit. Yeah, you hit by three. Two and seven. <laughs> oh my god! Almost max damage. Six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-six points of damage. Oh From skull to hip. A solid slice through like this guy was just made of butter. You just whoosh, and you just see the body slide and just as he's just got the most shockingly oh, look on his face. Alright, so that was the last guy. Um, I'm assuming from here it's just going to be dashes to get onto the ship yep. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, does Mercer try to do anything else to heal locked on or is it pretty much you're on your own at this point he's on his own okay he's used up uh, a good chunk of his resources so all right so give me just a moment here while i lay this down um the spine devil is going to take its turn whoops next just as soon as i get to this now just so we're clear, when it comes back around to your guys' turns, it is going to be a we move to get onto the ship, and that's basically going to be a dash movement because there's no way within 25 feet or 30 feet you guys get onto the ship. So I'm assuming a dash action on your next turns. But as far as the spine devil goes, come on, 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 come
Come on. Which was the one who shot her? I need to know. In the knee? The one up on the bow. Okay. Do, do, do. That's not who I want. Come on. Okay. I mean, Celine does have a warhammer. Yeah. A mithril warhammer. She may just break his knees anyways. Oh, she got lucky. He was supposed to do two tail attacks and he didn't. Um, okay. Yeah, he's going to do two more tails because she's right there and other than that weapon swinging at it, he's got no reason to go into melee combat. That's a critical miss and a regular miss. Does he spy one of his buddies? That's what I'm about to find out. Sure did. <laughs> Spines to the knee guy? Um, Come on, spines to the knee guy. Evens or odds? I'm going to go odds this time. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> spines to the knee guy. Yeah. So, I need that, and I need that. He takes three points piercing, and then you see it uh, burn into his leg oh. as it does another three points of fire damage. So he takes six points of uh, damage from a spike, and he's like, "Hey, attack her!" Yeah. This guy is gone. Alright, uh, back to the top of the line. Mercer dashes. Yeah. Uh, Esther dashes. Mm -hmm. Celine's turn. So, bonus action. She's going to um, use the spiritual weapon to attack. Well, hold on. I'm sorry. Backtrack real quick. Does Mercer still have his force cannon? Yeah, he does. Okay. Technically, he would get a bonus action with oh. force cannon. Okay, yeah. He does make it onto the deck. I didn't think about that. Yeah, he's, he's totally good. You know what? He gets up there. He looks at the guy on the bow. Grins. Force cannons him. Oh. This guy? Yep. With a uh, 20 to hit. Oh, yeah. That's a move. What's funny is there is a potential you could kill him. It's a very slim chance. For 10 points, or, sorry, 8 points, and he's pushed 5 feet. <laughs> so right into the woodwork here. Does he trip over the rail? Hang on. One thing at a time here. You said eight points of damage, right? Yep. Alright, so he's at eight. And that's going to end up being a dex. Well, because it's not an actual saving throw, I'm going to say it's an uh, acrobatics check to see if he keeps his balance. If your cannon required a saving throw, then I would. Yeah, no, it just pushes him five feet. Acrobatics is based off of dex. Nope, he goes in the drink. <laughs> Mercer, <laughs> Mercer just laughs at him. And then Celine's going to um, 
bonus action. Um, this guy's going to be done. He's just going to go join up with the others. Yeah. And that's going to be a 14 to hit. The Spine Devil? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, just barely. For eight points of force damage. Okay. And then she's going to... As an action... I need it to give me a dexterity saving throw. The Spine Devil? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm assuming the the spiritual weapon was what hit him first. Yep, and then she holds out her hand with her axe as she casts Sacred Flame. Has she been using a hammer or an axe? Because I thought you gave her a war hammer. I did, but then she got the Berserker axe. So I've been using an axe this entire time. Was the Berserker axe one of the uh-huh. artifacts from the library? Yep. Okay. You said a dex saving throw? Yep. A nine. Nope, that's a fail. That is a fail. Oh, wait, hold on. Magical resistance. I'm sorry. So he gets advantage on that. Nineteen. Okay, there he does. I didn't see that until I scrolled down. Okay, nothing happens. Okay. Because he is a magical creature, it would make sense to have magical resistance. Uh, okay, so that was Selene's turn. Uh, Dang it, that was radiant damage, too. Sorry. <laughs> that was infernal. <laughs> uh, the other scout guy... Like his knee, he's like, oh, my knee, you son of a. And shoots at. Uh... No, the guy who wanted the drinks, the one who got hit in the knee. Because the guy who was on the rail up here is the one who's been shooting Selena in the knee. That was all right. That was the whole point. That's right. Knee guy was knee guy was supposed to be the one who got the spikes. Um. Yeah. He didn't just go into the drink. He died. I, I got those two mixed up, and he had less hit points. <laughs> Force cannon knocking him off uh, killed him. Beautiful. B-E-A-utiful. So the other guy is like, Oh, crap. Son of a... And... is going to set down the longbow, pull out two hand axes, 5, 10, 15, 20, right here at Mercer, takes two swings with the, uh, the hand axes at Mercer. A 21 and a crit. Give it to me. 
Ooh, ooh, jeez. <sighs> 18 points of damage. That's all together? All together. And then just right there, like less than a foot away from your face, just screams like a barbaric scream in your face as he just wham, wham, I only take eight points of that actual damage. Uh-huh. I have to temporary hit points. <laughs> what you gonna do about it? Dab! Mercer's like, you know what? I got yeah. something for you too. Uh, when it's his turn. Well, that was his actions. Yeah, I know. He's That's going to try and do this unarmed strike and try to kick you off the ship. Oh. Uh, no. Uh-huh. So 14. He hits you and you catch yourself at the rail. So it doesn't actually hit you, but it's like his foot to your chest and he... No! Mer- Mercer sits there and looks at Esther. This one's mine. Fine. I'll hold my action. <laughs> I'm killing this guy myself. Okay. Uh, it's Zabak's turn. Zabak dashes to get up onto the ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, where is she going to be at on the ship? Because she has about 15 feet of movement after she comes onto the ship. As soon as she dashes at 80 feet, right? Okay. As soon as she gets, as soon as Mercer sees her getting up on the ship, he's like, "This one's mine. Go all after right. that one." All right, all right. So she goes after the other one. She's going to try to go after the, the yeah. spine devil. Heck yeah. All right, she's so. Gonna, she's going to But you're, you won't be able to attack. You have to dash. Oh. Well, he, here's the thing. If she tries to move away from this guy, he is going to get an attack of opportunity. And where Mercer is standing is the only entrance up onto the ship. Oh, how far away am I if I... Well, she could just... You could, you could technically just go five feet. You could go diagonally up five feet. And still stay within a start range, and that's good for the moment. All right, that'll work. So you just to right here because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can't attack this round. Yeah. That's okay. Fine. So and I'm I'm going to take this guy out. Uh, well, it's the spine devil's turn because he's at the end of initiative, and he's going to do two more tails. At uh, Selene. That's a crit and a 19. 19 misses. Okay. So a 4 and a 6. Okay, does... Is there any type of damages that she's resistant to, or does it just give you... Selene, she's resistant to fire. Okay, so she's going to take half damage. Okay, so six... Hang on, let me make sure I got this. Eight points piercing. Okay. And then, if she has resistance, uh, from the crit, it was eight points fire, so it takes four points of fire. Okay. So she basically took normal damage from the fire. Mm-hmm. And then it uh, flies um, up 20 feet. 
he does have flyby, so it doesn't provoke an attack of opportunity. That's fine. It's a spiritual weapon. Doesn't get one. I didn't know. Like, I've never used spiritual weapon, and this is the first time I've been part of anything involving the spell. So, yeah. I'm. This is stuff I'm still learning myself. Um, so that was its turn. We're back to Mercer now. Mercer can take a full turn. So Mercer's going to sit there first and foremost. Firebolt right to his giblets. So nice. at disadvantage because he's right there. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a 16 to hit. (laughs) That's the low number you rolled? That's my low number. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be 23 points of damage. From the firebolt? Mm Mm-hmm. 2d10 plus my d8. As an artificer. Yeah, you killed him. Nice. Yeah, Mercer just says, there he goes, (laughs) Lights his balls on fire. <laughs> and then goes, now what, homie? Get <clears throat> And then looks at the um, bone devil. The spine devil? Or spine devil and goes, well, he's done your turn. Right, hang on a second here. Because he was already 10 feet up. Yeah, uh, it's 120 up. feet. It doesn't matter. I can hit him. Oh, okay. Well... Okay, I just like. Boom! I'll get you next time. Look, okay, so you just pointed to your right. Yeah, I rolled a 1, then an 18. Look at where you're standing. Up. Because it's up in the air. That's not what you did. You pointed your arm straight at a 45 degree angle. Doesn't matter. That's a a 28. I totally missed the back. No, you'd get hit in the head. Oh, Frank, yeah, no, no. Don't let me have it. Don't let me have it. That's why I was asking. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, man, uh, eh, I'll get you next time. And this is where you see Lockdown come flying over, and he's like, You've had that thing for how long? Hey, man, there's a time and a place. Thing for what? For how long? What? The hand cannon. I've been using it. <laughs> Boom! He's over here. I'm letting Celine have him. He goes, here's how you shoot. I'm going to laugh if you roll a one. I want to see it. (laughs) All right, I'll I'll roll it out here. Just because it's a a Mercer lock thing. Oh, of course he is. (laughs) That's 22. (laughs) Dang it, I was really hoping. (laughs) Oh, I know you were. I know you were. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's been multiple times that Mercer's done it to lock, where he's just like, no, 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 I told you how to do this. (laughs) That's how you do it. And, uh, yeah, lock just kills this thing, hits it for nine, just... (laughs) So you get this one. And as that... Now, here's the important part. As that thing falls in a spiral and hits the deck Mm -hmm. it falls and bursts into like just black smoke dust that Mm -hmm. dissipates and the only thing that's left is the fork that it had the fork what fork 
You telling me it has my good china or my good silverware? It's <laughs> referred to as a fork. I'm assuming because he's small, uh, they mean like a small trident. So it looks like a giant fork. Mercer can use this. It is Mercer's. Yeah. <laughs> As he can catapult it. <laughs> um, so are we out of initiative at this point? Yes. Okay, yeah. Mercer walks over and goes, I claim the fork. <laughs> Alright. If you do choose to use it, it's a D6 piercing damage. Well, I'm assuming it's, it's a martial weapon. Um... If that's what a trident is, then yeah, because I'm treating it like a trident. I can't use martial weapons. I can just catapult it across the place. I can just No, but what have I done every time you've catapulted a weapon? I know. That's why I'm telling you the damage. I know. I can just, I can now start saying I'm forking people. Get forked. <laughs> Fork you. <sighs> Fork you. Okay. Yes. Uh... So at this moment... You guys finish that, and all of a sudden, um, of the people you saw uh, tied up at your ship to be mm -hmm. sacrificed, you find Ambi, the little kid who was the chieftain oh, yeah. of the of the village of Home. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna punch him. <laughs> well, he offered to help you, and then you guys just kind of switched sides on at the last minute. I didn't switch sides on him. I was against him the entire freaking time. <laughs> Celine was just politically polite. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Well, he's partially relieved to see you, because as you're untying, he's like, Well, if they must have found you worthy if you guys are back. Thank goodness. And just as that happens, you guys' ship is rocked as you feel. Thud, thud. Mercer looks. Who just hit my ship? It's gonna be heck to pay. Well, you know they came from the Axe of Cragwall. As two arrows from Ballista shot into the side of your ship. So here's a real question. Does does Ambi recognize me? Because I don't look the same as the last time he saw me. He wasn't necessarily talking directly at you. But you did have the elusive appearance of a rock gnome. Oh, so true. Yeah. Technically, okay. yes. yes. Okay. Well, anyways, Mercer walks over to the side of the ship to look at it and goes, holds his hands up. Don't know who you are or your captain is, but I'm coming for you. I walk over to my shield golem. I kind of smack him on the leg. Wake up! <laughs> Let's go! You're not picking up anything. Oh. You can tell something has, like, cut the magical essence that fuels it. Mend. 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 All right, how many times do you use mend? I start with three. Start... Which one are you doing this to? My, my shield golem. Starting to see a little bit of a flicker. Like, it starts to shake and twitch just slightly. Let's see this... Did I, did I, did I see the sleeves have men too? I don't remember. Yes, she does. Mercer's like, I need you over here now. Mend, 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 mend. Okay, 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 okay. After you guys pull off five more, 
each mend is almost like a, a booming blast that moves it. And after the fifth one, it goes... <laughs> and just stands up and looks down at Mercer. Good buddy. Good buddy. And then it points over as you see the library golem you built, as well as the one who turns the page, both laying in... Men, 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 Okay. So you guys take a number of rounds. Now, as you're doing that, you're hearing in a loud, booming voice, Men! Converge on that ship! Get them! Let's go! We gotta as get out of here! As they have now realized that not only you are the party that they've been after, you have the living star with you. Let's go! Yeah. Mercer, Mercer sits there and looks at BB-3. Time to go kick some sailing butt. Let's do this. As it goes into fighting mode. Let's go. And you guys start to see, like, hundreds of Black Rift Raiders start to come down off the ships and boats and everything. Um, a strange wind begins to blow over the ship. Ombi shudders. Speaking once more in a strange voice he used on the mountaintop. Velithu always aids those who prove themselves worthy. And in a loud, booming, trampling sound, bursting out of the jungle, you see Velithu stride forth, followed by hundreds of various beasts and animals. Mm -hmm. You're seeing a bunch of Black Rift warriors begin to converge on the ship. Yeah. And they just get trampled. trampled. You mean we're talking everything from your traditional lions, tigers, and bears? Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my! I couldn't help myself. Wolves, birds, no, we're not. Snakes. It doesn't matter if it's a herbivore, a carnivore, you name it. It's just across that white sand like a wave of destruction. Yeah. Leaps over Black Rift soldiers, pins them to the ground. Uh, her, she's having her animals just. Fight, maul them. Maul them to pieces. Awesome. Um, and then at her command, a storm starts to form, and it racks the Black Rift vessels with lightning called down from the sky and creates a towering wave. Even the axe of Cragwall itself is tossed like a toy as reefs of coral grow suddenly beneath it. Beautiful. Uh, piercing its hull and lifts the ship from the water. Velithu herself climbs through the air as if walking on it and gazes down upon the Admiral, daunting him with her piercing eyes. Um, you all feel a cooling breeze that breathes across you. Mm -hmm. You're all fully healed as the scent of fragrant flowers uh, just glances past you. Beautiful. And you're all nice. blessed as if you went through was a it, long was rest. Was this about flowers that we smelled? Call back to earlier episode. I wrote it down. No, the the, the, tea, the leaves we got for tea, that the hibiscus oh, flowers. Oh, yeah, wow. but um, yeah, you also gain the benefit of a long rest. Beautiful. At this, Ambi goes from a shudder to a more confident. Stands up on the at the edge of your ship and looks at uh, the admiral standing on the axe of Cragwall and says. We welcome you to paradise. Soon you'll forget your strife, and you shall join us in peace. <laughs> and the Admiral responds audibly, Peace? Black Rift knows no peace. Black Rift only knows war. 
and in a flash, his fingers magically change into elongated steel daggers, and his jagged hand launches from his arm, trailing a chain behind it like a harpoon, and drives through Velithu's chest. No! When his hand pulls back, Mm. the still-beating heart of Velithu is now clenched in his hand. And Velithu slowly topples to the ground and goes still. Can I, can I, can I cast, uh, it's a bonus action, a shardle on stride, and I'm going to run, it's a dash. Oh wait, no, I can't do that. I'm going to run. Esther's going to cast a shard. I'm not close enough. This is all happening in like the same moment. Okay. Well, plus there's a distance of water between us. Yeah. You're, you, that spell doesn't allow you to walk on water. Yeah, I know, I know. Um. As he holds the heart in his hand, he says, A mighty heart, good for summoning. Ha! Devils will take over your paradise. At that same moment, the ground starts to shake and nature just begins to run amok. Uh, The animals become frenzied and attack everybody. Lightning strikes the beach, wind topples over trees, and the jungle begins to thrash as plants themselves grow out of control. Without warning, a massive twisting setup of vines erupts from near where Velithu's body fell, and then thicker than any tree, and a hundred feet tall, it wraps around the axe of Cragwall and hauls it up into the air. Without Velithu guiding the nature of the island, mm-hmm. it's in absolute chaos now. Which, if you recall, was a warning should you have Velithu lift the mist and reveal the island. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to ask for just a second here, especially from Mercer. You all just saw an excessively powerful creature who was even strong enough to remove a red dragon's curse, a red great worm's curse off of Mercer, mm-hmm. get killed in one swift stroke. What is going through your guys' heads right now? Run away, run away, run away, run away, run away. Selene is kind of like, uh, like uh, we shouldn't really mess with this one. Yeah. Mercer being the stupid idiot that Esther's he really very is, upset. he's like, I'm going to kill him. Esther's very upset. Just all monotone, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> oh I mean, he challenges a great worm. He, I mean, this, this isn't the first his first rodeo fighting someone that's way more powerful than... than He's, he's... Well, okay, so he peed himself trying to stand face-to-face with the Great Worm, met face-to-face a creature that removed a Great Worm's curse off of him, and then saw that same creature fall down dead as somebody else ripped its heart from Like I chest. said, he, he's very intelligent, but he's not bo- he's not street smart. <laughs> he's book smart. No! He's like, no, I will kill you. No! What have you got? A knife. No! How far away is he? Um. What's, what, what's the distance? The, the, <laughs> the distance of the ship? Mm-hmm. The axe of crag wall? Uh, I think we're talking like 250 feet because it's... Damn. Well... One hundred. What's one hundred times one hundred? One. No. Ten thousand. Mm, yeah. Ten thousand divided by two 
So at the angle from how high the ship is from where Mercer's standing on his ship, he's about 5,000 feet away. Dang it. Wait, that doesn't make sense. 100 feet, 100 feet. There's no way that's 5,000. That's 10,000. Five by two. Would be 5,000. Would be square feet. I'm thinking just basic distance. Anyways, it's a long ways away. Mercer can't blast him from this spot. Yeah, no. He looks at Locke and goes, you need to fly me over there. Let's go. Let's go. Take me with you. That's a very long flight. That's your super mad. Um, so I'm going to step in and say that uh, Beryl uses his ability to cause Zabak to be able to fly at 20 feet around for the next... Uh, I think it's a minute, or is it an hour? No, it's not even that. It's, he can only do it for a round. Really? Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was longer than that. Nope. Where's that card at? It was, it was relatively short. Uh, S... Uh, flying speed 20 once per day. The turtle can exert itself to carry one medium creature or smaller creature up to 100 feet through the air. If the turtle is not over solid ground at the end of the movement, it falls. Okay, so Barrel is going to cause Zabak to fly the 100 feet it takes to get from your guys' ship to the base of this gigantic monstrosity of a plant that has grown where Velithu's body fell. Um... Lockdown looks at Mercer and says, it's going to take a, a, a moment, but yeah, I can fly you Let's over there. Go. thought you didn't like being picked up. Pick me up. Let's go. I got a bad guy to kill. What about the other two girls? Let's go. Um, Selene, get in the bag. She just looks at him like... <sighs> this is how she dies. So it's only 15 pounds. And he holds her. What about uh, Esther? Yeah, without me. I'm gonna get over there. Get in your bag and Zabak can carry you. Uh, Is this one of those get in the bag and keep your head out? Mm -hmm. Yep. Alright, I'll do it. <sighs> Please don't okay. kill me. So, who's carrying who? Uh, Mercer's carrying Celine in the bag. Who Locke is carrying? And Locke is Mercer. carrying Mercer. So, Locke, Don, Mercer, and Celine, it takes. 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, five rounds to get over there. Well, it'll take less than that because he will use one of his second level spells. He's like, don't resist this. Vortex warp moves him 90 feet. Because I can just see his face. And since he can fly, he can technically still stand. But is he able to take you and Celine with him? Mm hmm. Anything that's on him. Technically, we're on him. Mm -hmm. What's the wording on that spell? Because that just that, that sounds like a bit of a that does an overstretch there. Vortex work. You magically twist space around another creature you can see within range. The target must succeed a constitution saving throw. That target can choose to fail. Or the target is teleported to an unoccupied, unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range. The chosen space must be on a surface or any liquid that can support the target's weight without 
having or without uh, the target having to squeeze. So technically, I can put him right by the water because he's flying. Yeah, but it doesn't say anything about correct carrying so, an, bringing another person with him when he gets teleported. It would be all his stuff. True, but specific I, teleportation spells, especially like Thunderous Step, does say that you can take one willing person with you. So in this instance, I'm going to say Vortex Warp is not going to work because it doesn't specifically say that you can do that like other teleporting spells do. I, what if I get my bag? Technically, he's just carrying two bags. Mm-hmm. And all I got to do is keep one hand out. How about how about Okay, I'm going to give you a 50-50 chance only because you're not looking, so there's still a small percent chance that you don't actually cast it on him. You just think you cast it at him, but you cast it in the wrong direction. I mean, you're basically doing this blind. Well, I mean, my head's not back. I can just be like... So, wait, wait, wait. So we have this small little bag with a human and a gnome head sticking out of it. No, I get in my bag. He's carrying two bags. Oh, man. And all I gotta do is have my head and arm out. So I can cast a spell because I got a free hand to do the, the hand hand portion of it. La 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 la. You there. And technically he's Jeez. he has bags on him. So his equipment goes with him. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll give it to you. So it's, I'm just doing it once, so it's, it's just 90 feet, but it's so in the same amount of time it takes Beryl to fly Zabak and Esther a hundred feet, uh, locked on Mercer and Celine get vortex warped ninety feet, and in the last ten feet you're just like Phew. And then we crawl out of our backs. Yeah. <laughs> um that being said. <sighs> Oh dang it! I left my shield shield golem over there. There is going to be now. This is going to be for Barrel, Zabak, and Esther, because the other three teleported. There is one potential chance that some of the ballistae from the Axe of Cragwall do in fact hit them because it's actively shooting down at you guys. So just as you guys take off and you guys start to go, it tries to shoot the two of you plus the plus barrel. You need to take spatial travel magic. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> That's wonderful. Let's put Ballista in here and not give it uh, damage or anything of that nature. It's like DMG, but it doesn't. Oh my gosh, this is. And of course, I don't have my Dungeon Master's Guide. Wait. Yes, I do. Just down here. Where are these darn things at? Siege equipment. Page 225, or 255. Ballista, plus six to attack, range 120 to 480 feet, 
3d10 piercing damage. Alright, so there is one chance um, that they hit. What I'm going to do is since Zabak has the highest AC, we're going to say that if they hit, she's it's her AC that they're going against. So there is a chance that the three of you guys go down. Because if it does hit, then both Esther and Zabak are going to fall to the ground. That's a lot of dice. Yeah, no, they both missed. Like, mm. you I mean, you see them, like, a good ten feet off, just... Ah, uh, you suck. I rolled a five and an eight. No way on God's green earth that they Heck hit you. Heck no. <laughs> 3d10 piercing. Holy freaking crap. That's a lot. Okay. All right, so we're going to backtrack here for just a second. Um, I'm assuming you guys already know this, but I'm just going to say it. That way I know you know it. Right before you guys take off, Ambi sees Velothu go down and goes, No! No! Velothu! Please, you have to get Velothu's heart back. Put it back into his chest. it back into her chest. She'll come back to life and this cast will end. Please. We're going to try. So fast forward to you guys getting over there. Mm-hmm. The uh, the massive vine that grew out from where Velothu fell rises 100 feet into the air. And at the top, the axe crag wall is wrapped around the middle so tightly the entire ship has nearly cracked in half. Despite the perilous location, warriors still man the deck and... You, you can't really see it, but you can definitely hear the sounds of hacking as to t- say there's probably chopping, tree, chopping. Chopping the branch down. Yeah. Which is a dumb um, move on their part. What? Which is a dumb move on their part. Well, we're, we're talking about people who only know war. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, yeah, but people who know war also don't understand the common sense of my ship is cracked in half. If I actually do free this, it's just going to fall. <laughs> yeah. Um... The storm that had started from when Velothu first emerged out of the jungle has started to swirl and darken with arcane energy to suggest a more powerful summoning ritual to be underway. Um, the base of the vine is 300 feet, and you guys already went across. So you guys need to, this is a skill challenge now. We need three athletics checks to successfully climb the vine to a point where you can get to the ship. Can't lock just fly us? Why would we climb if he can fly? Based off the way the storm is going, it's safer to climb than it is to fly. Okay. Okay. I can try. Because I'm not athletic. Yeah, wish us luck. Okay, how about this? Can I do this? Can Mercer hop back in his bag and then hat and tie his bag to Celine's belt? Having his head stick out again? Because mm-hmm. she's the athletic one now. And it's yeah, she, and, he's, I, and in that sense, he's just a bag. I, I will say yes, however... 
the caveat I'm going to put in front of you is if she fails the check, whatever downside happens to her automatically happens to Mercer as well. Deal. Okay. Oh, dear. Um, what about the back and Esther? I mean, what can we do? She's going to try to levitate up? Yeah. Okay, same scenario. You can tell it's probably going to be safer to try to climb because of how nasty this storm is getting. Well, I mean, she's going to, like, cling on but levitate so she can... Like a spider. Okay. Um, She'll give herself an advantage on, like, getting up there. So she won't So you're wanting to levitate to have advantage on the athletics check? Uh-huh. Is levitate a concentration spell? Um, yes. Okay. So I will give it to you. Oh. Okay. Um, and if you still end up failing one of the rolls, I will tell you what happens afterwards. Okay. So first round of athletics checks. Don has to do this too. Mercer is going to give Celine his uh, flash of genius. Jeez. Oh gosh. 16. <clears throat> Celine got a 16. That's a pass. So she makes it one third of the way up. Zabak and Esther. Esther got a 15, and Zabak got a 22. Zabak gets a third of the way up. Esther and Lockdown, the wind kicks up immediately, sending them tumbling back down to the base. You can tell Lockdown is still just really out of it. You got what, a 15? Ugh. To it. And both of them take 13 points bludgeoning damage as they tumble back down. Wait, the did bottom. you say athletics or acrobatics? Athletics. Okay. So it's going to be a redo for Locked On and Esther. Well, and it's still. I'm still levitating, so I still have advantage, right? No, you took damage, so you have to make a concentration check to maintain oh. your spell. So, 10. Oh. 10 or half the damage, whichever's the lowest, you make your check with a 12. Nice. So, without even adding your constitution modifier. Let me get Esther and Lockdown out of the way really quick. Okay, Lockdown made it a third of the way up that time. Well, here, let me do this instead. So we have... Celine, locked on, Zabak, and Esther. Celine's made it once. Esther's made it once. Um, you can roll again for Celine if you want. What did Esther get this time? Am I still at advantage? Yeah, because you made your save. 16. She's going to get 15 again. 15? She tumbles back down. Um, and then Zabak. Zabak. 
She takes another 12 points as she tumbles back down again. I'm going to stay down here, guys. Because at this point, she's... Well, she also knows if she stays down there, she's going to have a lot of black rift to deal with. Oh, crap. How far up do we have to go all together? You have to get three successes. But, no, what's the total distance? 300 feet up. So every success is 100 feet up you're getting. Can't help you. That's what it is. So we are on the third round, so there's a potential chance that Celine and Zabak and Mercer all get to the ship. You need to make another concentration check for Esther as well. Last genius from Mercer. Oh, thanks. That adds what? No, it's the Celine. He's 200 feet away from you right now. Yeah, I can't. I can't reach you. Octane made the third. So mine's a 20. Okay. I just missed it. I'm pretty sure I missed it by one. If I didn't, I'd miss it by one. I don't think I made that. Since she's made a 15 fall. Because hers has been 15 and she's fallen. Right. She just barely missed it. Yeah, it's a 16. Mm -hmm. I uh, I have a plus 8. I rolled a 7. That's 15. So, I had to use it to... What did Esther get? She got... 6. 6, okay, yeah. The levitate spell stops. Ah, crap. Is she going to try to come up again? Yeah. What else is she gonna do? It's fucking twelve. She has no way to get up here. I I don't. She has she 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 has to roll a, a sixteen or better. She has no. Give me. No, I'm not even gonna do that. That's below a ten. Um. How much right. damage did I take that time? From falling? Mm -hmm. You could probably go unconscious. 15. Ah, she's unconscious. Okay. So, as lockdown's climbing up, make your last roll for Zabak real quick. Oh. See if she gets up there. Probably will. Ooh, maybe Eleven, she's almost up there and then tumbles back down. So she's gonna take all the way down? not all the way down, oh, okay. just back down to two hundred feet. You know that, like you watch in the movies, the scary slide as they're like scampering and the sliding down. They finally catch themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be fifteen bludgeoning. Um, What Celine do Celine and Mercer like keep an eye on Esther? Uh-huh. Okay. What they see is some tiny little thing come speeding along, fly up to Esther, and just kind of spin around her real quick. Esther's going to heal back up to half her hit points. Oh. Yay. As she hears a very uh, high pitched voice go, You're not doing so well. Let's uh, get you up there. It's the pixie. It's the pixie. Oh, thank God. Grigo is back. Lockdown's uh, <laughs> climbing, looks down and goes, what the? F thank God. Mercer kind of leans over and goes, we kind of helped him get from the ferry plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get up there first. 
Oh. He's in the middle of climbing. The back's like... In a nasty arcane storm. The back's like, why did I not think to tie a rope around myself and hold this her up? How far away? So here's a here's a quick question for he you. He started to climb up and he how, slid back How down. far did he make it up before he starts to fall? He made it up another 20 feet and then... Yeah. Vortex warp. <laughs> huh? Vortex warp. 90 feet. My range is 90 feet. If he made it up 20 before he started to fall, he's within my range. I bring him up to us. Because we are on a stable platform. I can put him right next to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So, at this point, the pixie is... Because the pixie is tiny, <clears throat> he is going to uh, stick with you. But he's going to be the one concentrating on the levitate. Because if something shakes the, the vines... He's not going to go tumbling back down. Yeah. So it's not going to break the concentration. I can't pick you up and I can't move you myself. But I can try to help. Thanks, man. So he's basically using um, the help action to try to help you get up. So you have advantage to try to climb up again. All right. I ain't going nowhere. Hold on, hold on. Range. Within 30 feet. Never mind. I can't do that. Hey, I, little buddy, I got an idea. Hmm. Pulls a rope out of her backpack, ties it around her waist. Get this other end to the back! It's only a 50 foot rope. Never She's mind. way, way up there. I, I realize that now. Um, What I want you to do, buddy, is I want you to fly 50 feet up. And secure the rope. Um, 49 the, feet. The, the thickness of the rope is only slightly smaller than him. So uh, he grabs hold of this thing, bear hug, and goes, oh, I'll cry good. Can you do it? Uh, I've got nothing. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing to help you. So he flies it up, tries to wrap it around a, uh, a branch that is slowly growing out and spiraling, and it kind of just self-knots around the rope. Nice. And he goes, okay, I don't know if you're going to keep your rope. Oh, crap. But you're secured. Well, I tried. All right. So add a plus four to your rolls, and he still has the levitate spell on you. There you go. 21! She's finally just like, screw this! <laughs> and he's just being the little cheerleader. Yeah, that's it! Do it! You can do it! So now she's a hundred feet up. Finally. Two more rolls. Cut the rope. Yeah. Lose a foot. Exactly. Do it again. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to cut the rope. It's going to be shorter, but that's okay. Do it again, man. So he goes up 48 feet this time. <laughs> Catches it on another vine that intertwines itself. Did you add the plus four again? 13. She gets almost up to 200 feet and. Ah! Thum, 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 thum. But the rope catches me 50 feet down. Yeah. She still is 48 going to. Feet. 48 feet, whatever. Hey, hey, you need every foot you can I gain right yeah, now. Pretty much. Ten points. 
She goes tumbling back down. After clinging on the side of the tree. Okay. You got any healing potions? Do sorceresses have deities? No. No, that's. I mean, you can take a deity, but it's not going to be the same as if a cleric had a deity or a paladin. Who's the dragonborn god? There's. There's a. Plenty of them. Okay, the name. two the, the two most common ones are Bahamut and Tiamat, and Tiamat's then Sarah. The Tiamat is the uh, chromatic evil goddess. Bahamut is the metallic platinum dragon god, and Sarador is the new dragon god of the gemstone dragons. Bahamut. I know I'm not. You know, like a super impressive dragonborn, but if you can help me in any way, man, I'll dedicate my life to you. Sounds like she's taking levels of cleric now. <laughs> a Hail Mary has a back calling out to the only dragon god she knows. Um, do you want more deli meat? Not Zavak. No, oh, Esther. Duh. Lauren. No, thank you. Okay. I'm good. Alright, so you and I are going to talk for a sec here. Oh, God. Um, this happens in a split second, but in her mind, she sees herself in a room just with, uh, it's an emptiness, but there's like a glowing light, but there's no source. It's just the room is lit. Hello? And you just see this like glow and you're hearing a voice that says, speak what you will. What do you desire? Power. The power to overcome this damn tree. So you simply wish to be up in the tree with the rest of your friends. Yeah. And and it'd, be nice I, be, it'd be really cool if I could fly, but like, I know that's not something that can be It'd be really I cool can, if I could fly, but you know, that's... And if I help you, you will dedicate yourself to me. Turning point. Wait, wait, wait. You said Bahamut's the good one? Mm-hmm. Shit, I meant Tiamat. Well, yeah, but you're a chromatic, or you're a metallic dragon, so Bahamut would be the one that makes oh, more sense. Oh, it has to be Bahamut? Oh, okay. It doesn't have to be, but metallic, like, Tiamat would not help you because you're a metallic dragon, mm. and Tiamat does not see metallic dragons as worthy of her. Mm. At all. Oh. Or it could be really bad for you. Yeah. So despite your alignment, Bahamut is your only option. Or a lesser dragon god, which I don't... She can't think of any right now, so it's a moot point. But those are the two prime, the three primaries. Yes. Okay, so here's my out-of-game deal for you. Okay? It's gonna happen. Oh, man, if Bahamut helps you, the next time you level up, you have to be willing to level up in a different class as close to a divine class of some sort. So it can be any of the classes, but it has to be a class that goes into an archetype that is of a healing, good nature. Yeah. Cleric. Well, I don't know what her stats are, so she might not qualify for cleric. Yeah. Not true. You have to have the right stats, which I think it's like a 15 or a 16. 13. Most of them are 13s. The cross class. Yeah, mm, yeah I don't think I need to do that yet. Because otherwise you're going to be in trouble. 
I'm already in trouble. Either that, or what type of sorcerer are you? I'm... Is it the dragonborn? No. Dragon-blooded? Mm-hmm. Let me take a look at one little thing here real quick. Sorcerer. Either that, or you have to be willing to transition from the uh, the draconic bloodline to a divine soul sorcerer. What does that even mean? Basically, it's a lot of healing. Yeah, you basically go more divine than you do draconic, so the archetype changes. Doesn't change your over your overall character, but I think it just alters your. Uh, a little bit of your spell casting. Let's do it! Can I have wings? Please, can I have wings? At some point, you will be given otherworldly wings when you become strong enough. Oh, no, that was out of game. That wasn't Esther. That was me, the person. The player asking if I can have wings. For oh, well, that's Just part of the Divine Soul. At 14th level, um, as a bonus action, you manifest a pair of spectral oh, wings on your back. I can't just have wings. Well, she can't get to 14th. Not in this part of the campaign, well, but no. when we start Children of the Fallen Star, you guys continue leveling up from where you left off. It's the continuation of this game. Yes, but we're already 7th level. She only gained 13 levels. Well, I guess, never mind. It changes, never mind. It changes Archetype, your... not class. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So are you going archetype change or the next level up into a different class? Multi-classing. What do I have to have in all my stats to be able to do that? Well, it depends on which one you go. Oh, okay. If it's, the, if it's the archetype, the archetype changes from draconic to divine. And you still remain a sorceress. Which is less complicated. Probably the divine soul. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> I'll help you put that together later. Yeah. So you'll maintain the draconic bloodline for now. So we'll say, like, I have some weirdly vivid dreams that explain to me my new powers mm-hmm. and stuff. Okay. And she uh, she comes back, too, and it's like a split second, and Grigo's like, well? Let's do this! I'm alive with the power of Bahamut! Everybody's just like, huh? Oh. As you all see Esther just go straight up like a rocket from where she was at what on the tree that? up to the ship. And Grigo's like, holy shit. <laughs> okay. And he slowly starts to try to fly up at... A very, very slow pace. All right, I need to get... This is such a bad idea. <laughs> this out. Well, so I'm going to need this. That's kind of the, uh, the the lovely stipulations of when you ask for divine help. Sometimes there can be big penalties. Uh, yep. <laughs> it, well, okay, that wasn't really a penalty, though. Well, I just mean in general. It's like, you know, you, you got There's your... Gonna be a, there'll be a penalty later when I forget that I've dedicated my life to Bahamut and do something against Bahamut. You lose all your spells. Probably. You, and then you have to go do an atonement. Probably. 253. Okay. Alright, so there's the... 
Was he a pixie or was he a sprite? Pixie. No, he was a sprite. Because this matched what it said on the... Uh, Oh. And that says Sprite. Oh, it was, the, it was just the horde of pixies that were annoying uh, us. Yeah, because you kept walking into sacred areas. Of the, right? I think they were just making sacred areas where it is so desired. Don't touch my sacred area. So, for the moment, he's going to be an expert that helps you guys. So, I need to get Tasha's book out and get expert opened up. Hey, this is Kent, your Dungeon Master. Do you make stuff for 5e tabletop role-playing games? Maybe it's content like a new monster, an item, new spell even. Or possibly you make other stuff for 5e games. Miniatures, maps, whatever. Our podcast is opening up sponsorships for your business. And we want to help you advertise what you have and give it a first-hand experience by players for players. So contact us on our Facebook page at the LARP channel or email us directly dragonbornwarlock at gmail.com and let us help you. Your AC is going to go back down. You'll use elemental affinity. Dragon wings on either side. Dragon presence. Excuse me. Alright, so what we are going to do really quick here is. Officially add Rico. Ooh, that'd be actually that one's not too bad. Um, I need to put together Rico's hit points really quick. Yeah, empowered healing. Welcome to the realm of half healers. Well, it's what it's. So basically, you're, you're going to get divine soul, and then divine magic. So then you can, because your affinity would be towards good, you're going to get cure wounds. Oh man, I'm chaotic. Well, I'm chaotic good. So would I just be like? I just keep the chaos, right? It well, you're, the, the part of you being good is the important part. Okay, good. And then, starting at first level, you get divine powers that if you fail a saving throw or miss with an attack, you can use this feature once per long rest to add 2d4 to the roll to see the possible change of the outcome. Nice. So that's a decent. Yeah. All right. What is Zabak's current AC? 
The Vax's current AC is actually 19, which I feel like maybe is not correct. No, it's probably right. Because you have natural armor from your shell, but mm -hmm. if you slide into your shell, I get a plus four. you go prone, but you get a plus four to your yeah, AC. Um, what is Celine's AC right now? 23. What is Mercer's? 19. And what is Esther's AC? 16. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to worry about hit points because you guys keep track of that as it is. It's just easier for me to look at that. Be like, uh, yeah, that hit. Okay. Um, or didn't hit. Oh, we still need another roll number. What do you mean? Because we have abilities that can prevent you from hitting us. Both Mercer and Celine have shield. Bumping Celine's AC up to a 28. Mm, yeah. So, you still have to let us know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I... <laughs> Yeah, don't don't keep everything to yourself. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm just letting you know that you like if you go, oh, it hits. Okay, well, I still need to know what you rolled. Yeah. All right. So let's see here. Uh, okay, so you guys climbed up. Um. And. There was other things I was supposed to do, but you guys were having a difficult time as it was just to climb up there. So I didn't add the rest of that stuff in. Uh, I mean, you guys were supposed to get attacked by ballistas and more devils. When I get a little E in place of the Wi-Fi, what does that mean? Uh, when you get an E, it means you're on like the very basic of connection. Like you've you've shifted off the Wi-Fi and you went back to your data, oh. and it's you just have a very very poor signal. Mm. Okay. Yeah, my my house is kind of a black hole. Well, yeah, I know. So is my job. Like people are like, well, I have full bars, and it's like, trust me, friend, you don't. All right. So as you guys climb up. Uh, up the side of the ship and everything from the vine, which is right here. So this is where you guys are going to come up at. Yeah. There's that. There is that. Oh, that's a nice looking reef here. Yeah. Yes, I'm putting stuff on the map. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So as you guys start to make your way up the side of the ship, um, you can all give me a uh, perception check. Ooh, Locked on does tell you. You're going to have to give me a little bit of time, but I will try to get up there and join you. I just, I'm in no condition to try to do this. Top in the bag. 16. Are you kidding me right now? Do I look like I'm kidding? Top in the bag. The bag. All you gotta do is keep your head out. You'll be fine. Get in the bag, man. <sighs> I'll give you a healing potion. Do it. I can cast cure wounds. Cure wounds. 
So he hops into the bag with his head sticking out. And I strap the bag back on. There you go. Okay, short stick, let's go. (laughs) You're the one, the baby Bjorn. (laughs) Wait, I'm already way the heck up there. I can't hear any of this. (laughs) And as you start to walk, just... Do, 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 I'm not the one with looking like I have a little baby in the yard anyway, so sing all you want. You're the one that looks like a fool. Uh, Alright. So, perception checks. <laughs> uh, Mercer got a natural 20, but a 21 total. So 16? I do The funny thing is, this is the same guy who... In our last games that we were playing two or three years ago, there's no such thing as a natural 20 on skill checks. There's no such thing as a natural 20 on skill checks. I don't do it that way. He's resolved his wrong opinion. No. Oh. No, because there's, by rules, there is no critical success on a skill check. There are a lot of DMs that do it. Yeah, no, but this is the same guy who was giving us a hard time for the longest time. Well, because sometimes you do, depending on what our role is, you, you do. You want to know what we rolled, so. Well, that's for skill challenges. So, I was just letting you know. Okay, but I got told. so as you guys climb up, um, Grigo does not hear anything, but he is right now just kind of chilling on Zabak's, not Zabak's, Esther's shoulder. Mercer at Slead. Is carrying herself with a level of confidence that she has not known for a very long time. She's feeling pretty good about herself and her choices. Okay, what did Esther and Zabak get? Esther doesn't know this crap with a 10. Zabak got a 16. 16 will do it. What did Mercer and uh, Celine get? Uh, Celine got the 16, Mercer got 21. Okay, so those three hear what sounds like someone or something walking around at the back of the ship. Oh, man. So you can tell as you're climbing up, there's somebody up there. Oh, crap. I'm gonna kill you. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, so do you guys go up and just... Yeah. Leroy Jenkins, or do you try to be stealthy, or what I do you try to sneaky, do? Sneaky, obviously. Um, Celine is not stealthy at all anymore. Um, okay. Mercer can be, uh, but at this point, looking around at the party, he goes, doesn't matter. So it's, who's going up first? Oh, Celine and, and Zavak will go up first. All right. So where did I put you guys? Oh, there you are. Tank's got a tank, man. So we're going to put Lockdown off to the side because he's with Mercer at the moment. Thank you for your consideration. So you guys come up here first. I'm gonna put Esther and Mercer right behind you. That's fine. But you guys are on the vine, you're not out in the open. And as you guys pop up, you see a single dude standing right here, hacking at the vine. And he looks up and sees you and goes, Hey, what's up? All right. You're going to die first. No. This will be a very quick initiative. I need my shield. Bonus action! A shardle on stride! And I run past him. 
I just said initiative and you go bonus action? Roll initiative. I don't want to do that though. And who did the actual art on stride? That was Esther. How'd she do that climbing up a vine? Oh, never mind. She can't do that. Shut up. <laughs> I thought you said I was all the way at the top. No, Zabak is at the top. Esther's still down on the vine climbing up behind them. I thought Bahamut zapped, like, shot she me She zapped, Bahamut zapped you up to your other crew members, uh, not up onto the well, ship. all right, all right, fine, I'm fine. I accept, I accept this, it's fine. What did I, all right, that's what I rolled. Not bad, not bad. Alright, is it back? The back, my dude, got a 12. Celine? 5. Mercer? 15. What is Mercer's dexterity? 16. Okay. Uh, Grigo is going to go before Mercer. What did Esther get? Esther got a 19. I gotta look up. This guy. Boom. Cheese. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna give it to Esther. She's gonna go before the Black Rift guy. So it's going to go Esther, Black Rift dude, um, Grigo, then Mercer. Then Zabak, and tailing up the end will be Celine. So, Esther, I assume you climb yeah. the last five feet and just kind of shimmy around them to get up onto the deck? Yep. Okay. Bonus action! Charlotte, stride! What does that do? You're going to have to remember. Okay. Charlotte, stride. That's this really cool thing where my speed increases by 20 feet. I gotta concentrate, but you know, that's okay. My movement provokes no opportunity attacks, but if I move within five feet of a creature or object not worn or carried, they take 1d6 fire damage per turn. So you just stand there and they take damage? Pretty much. <laughs> Fourth level, uh, 1d6 fire damage, okay, yeah. That's, that's so, all but he can still hit you, though, right? Well, yeah, but that's okay. The other caveat, though, is you want to make sure you move away from the party before you whew! Yeah, she's gonna move up, bonus action, a shard along stride, and then rip off a star and fifth level magic missile. So she's gonna run. Run, running. Well, By the way, talk. the benefits of that long rest did also recharge her robe. Oh, okay. So you need to roll to see how many of those stars you got back. And that works for my staff, too. Mm-hmm. Yes! Full charge. Staff's fully charged, too. Heck awesome. Yeah. I forgot the staff being rechargeable. I, I just thought it had a number of charges on it. D10, and then it's... And so uh, my spells are refreshed too, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So she's going to start moving. Move out of my way! She's, she's 
quote unquote running, but she's only, she's gonna move her 30 feet, but be running. All right. So she's running, gets past the party, bonus action, a Shardalon stride. Where's she moved to? Because there's she's not gonna, a lot of room up here. She's going to run along that green patch towards that catapulty dragon head thing. Okay. So where the vine comes here yeah. is a 10-foot slide down. That's fine. So I'm going to need an acrobatics check to avoid slipping and falling. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Good acrobatics. So... 19. Slides down it like Tarzan. Um, okay. Roll your d6 for the fire damage. And actually, since I do have, we did have that long rest, I'm actually going to cast that at 4th level. So, he's going to take 2d6 of fire damage. 4 damage. But that's okay, because she's, then she's going to whip around and lob a 5th level magic missile at him. Can I borrow a, D, a D4? D4. Thank you. 16. <laughs> what did you roll? You okay there? Just one of those moments. <laughs> I feel like I'm badass right now. <laughs> Gosh. Alright. So now it's his turn. So I moved my full 30 feet, however. Is that where I land? If I moved my full 30 Well, it was 10 feet to get up over the vine. Yes. So you got to right here. Uh-huh. And then it's 5, 10, 15, well, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So you're right All here right. on the end of That's the line. I'll, I'll take that. I sure hope somebody heals me quick, though, because I'm very hurt. I fell down a lot. Alright. So this guy is not in a good mood. Of course not. I just beat the crap Looks down at Esther and goes as he spits on the vine in her general direction. Turns, looks at Zabak and Selene and goes, You ladies are dead. So just Is he about to cast a spell? Nope. He moves up and he takes his first swing at Celine. Celine just laughs at him. So he missed, but he got an 18. As she can tell, oh, this guy's not. Nah, you're a pansy. Takes a swing at Zabak. Missed again. Swings back at the. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish with all this. Celine. And that's going to be a crit. Oh, shit. Sure. Yeah, she's not concerned. Yeah, 
38 points of damage. Ooh. On who? On Celine. She kind of like, okay, that hurt a little bit. <laughs> it hit me on my bruise. And it is now Grigo's turn. Come on, Grigo. Get out of range of his attack. Esther's like, Grigo, stay away. Is going to use his coordinated strike um, in conjunction with Celine as um, as as she's like the the heavily armored one. <clears throat> and he is going to shoot an arrow at this guy. He flies straight up 10 feet from where Esther is now at. Shoots the short bow at this guy. Gotta make a con saving throw. Yeah, he makes it. So you guys see this little toothpick just kind of and hit him in the side of the neck, and he's just like, Ugh. "Who? The Grigo? Oh. No, Grigo shot the arrow. The big guy just kind of the flip. Grigo's just like." Oh. Hey, buddy, you tried. Now, don't worry about away. it. Stay safe, Grigo. Esther is actively telling him to get away. Um, and then he also flies back down to where Esther's at, and it's Mercer's turn. So Mercer can climb up past Zabak and Selene if he so chooses, but he won't be able to attack unless he does. When you. You're down on oh, the side yeah, of the yeah, vine absolutely. underneath them. Yeah, he moves up uh, right next to him. 
next to this guy. Oh, uh, is there a space like where? Because there's got... space over here. There's a vine right here. But either way I go, I still have to pass within five feet of him, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna walk right up to his side, to the side of where Selene is. To right here. Uh, one more space uh, back. Uh, here. Actually, I can I can flank right with Celine. Yes. Yeah, I'll do that. So it'll just be a straight attack. And I'll use my action to uh, create my force cannon. Oh, yeah, it's and probably then, gone away by now. Well, yeah, and... Yeah. And that's going to be a 20 to hit. Oh, yeah. For nine points of damage. Nine points. Yep. And Celine knows what's happening, so she holds her shield in place as the guy's gonna get moved right to her shield. Uh, roll me another d6. A one. Oh. So he takes one more point of bludgeoning damage as he goes. Celine <laughs> just laughs at him. Ah. As a free action, he goes, Get up here! Uh, it's Zabak's turn. Alright. Let's do this! He's gonna just wade forward and wallop this mofo. Recklessly. It's one of these moments I wear. I wish Celine was before you. She's so mad. Oh, do you want me to hold my hand? No, I it's fine. Okay. Reckless attack! Good, good, good. 20... To hit. 24 hits, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Ooh. No, it's an absolute whiff, and you nearly hit your 16 points ally. of damage. 16 points of damage, four of which were lightning or shock or whatever. <clears throat> so, okay. And that was my first attack. And for my second attack, that's going to be an 18 to hit. That's going to hit. Heck yeah. 21 points of damage. Okay. Five of which were shock. Do you need to know that? In this instance, no, but I would rather you still tell me. Oh, okay. It's just a good it, habit to get into well, yeah, and an off I'm chance that I do for, need to know. For this encounter, that's, I'm asking for this encounter, do you need to know that? So, I will save my breath. And it is Celine's turn. <laughs> Celine is going to uh, bonus action, summon her spiritual weapon to the uh, what would be uh, the right of her. So, so is it right of, standing? No, to the right of the guy. So right here. Yep. And then she's going to, as an action, booming blade. Okay. And that's a crit, double crit. <laughs> nice. I rolled double 20s. That's not going to happen again. Nope. <laughs> but. It's 
It's been almost, what, a year since the last time it happened? <laughs> Two <Yeah>. years? <laughs> but it's going to feel oh so good. If you roll minimum damage, I'm going to laugh. Oh, probably. be awesome, though. Where did my... There it is. Okay. Twenty-three points of damage. Ow! Not quite as much as what he did to her, but he's just like... <laughs> and then the spiritual weapon attacks. Okay. Which is a crit. You freaking... Go to the gas station right now and buy a lottery ticket. Do it. Three crits in a row. Go to the freaking gas station and yeah. get a lottery ticket. Uh... 14 points. So I do more damage than what he does. How much total is that? That was... It was what? 22 plus 14. It's 36. No, so just shy. Just shy of that much. <laughs> but the thing is that he notices as he's like, wham! Wham! From her amulet, it glows. She's not looking as bad as she was before. <laughs> well, he goes down with that. And, like, as she does, she just kind of looks at him and goes, Jump change. Get him. And it's actually kind of funny that, because that's the end of the first round. You guys are not out of combat yet. As from... Oh, by the way, Celine does move away from the edge of the boat. Oh yeah, I figured she was going to do that, but I was just going to wait for you to say it. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. That was supposed to happen beforehand? No, you guys were all supposed to be over here. Oh. So, we're still going to say you climbed up a vine, but you're all... Magically over here somehow. Over here. So we'll say that Mercer was just kind of up on the edge. Celine came down, or Esther came down to the stern deck. And that's where the spiritual weapon was at. Oh, wait, no, it's just one over here for now. Those are off. Um, okay, so yeah, he goes down. As Esther, in that six-second round, went down to the stern deck, yeah. three other Black Rift guards were starting to make their way up. Ooh. And so... Two... Three and four... All came running up to here just in that six, six second period, only to realize you guys took down their buddy. So they're going to come in at the end of initiative, which means you all get to go before them. Oh, goody. Which shifts 
everybody around just a little bit. So um, Esther's going to get to go first. Okay, hold quick question. So we okay. see them, but we get to go before them. Yes, because they joined combat, and anytime somebody joins an already ongoing combat, they join in at the end of initiative. Okay, I just want to make sure I understood that correctly because that that, that changes like how my characters would move. So that's why I want to confirm. Okay. Let me rearrange this really quick. Uh, Esther gets to go first. Um, it was quite literally, she came down as they realized he was getting attacked, and they both turned the opposite directions, so they didn't even notice each other as they went running up and she came down. So they are now six. That's going to go there. This is going to go here. This is going go here so you guys are still roughly in the same order it's just everybody moved up after esther because black rift guards are now going last as they just now joined the battle uh what is esther doing um she you know she hasn't called upon her staff buddy for a while hey vane mm. i'm in a pretty bad way can you help me out here man what do you mean i'm hurt bad Oh, you want me to try to heal you? Yeah, I got anything in there? Got I was anything? a cryomancer. What part of that makes you think I can heal? Oh, well, I don't know. I can help you attack. I mean, you know what abilities I have. True. Try the binding ice spell Let's I gave you. Let's do it! I'm going to try the binding ice spell. What do I do for that? I know you sent it to I me. I sent it to you in the group message yeah, thing. Yeah, that was a while ago, so I don't remember... You are doing that. Yeah, new Mercer. Mercer 2.0. Mercer 2.0? Yeah, because he has that robotic arm. Mm -hmm. So I've gone and added a robotic arm. Oh, you changed how he looks and everything? So now that he's back to how he is and he carries the big old adamantium... Shield. Or not, or mithril. No, it's adamantium. Yeah. The wings were mithril. You were, I mean, You guys used all the mithril on all the weapons and stuff, yeah. too. But. So it looks like I'm in the perfect position to hit, like, all three of those people. Mm-hmm. The binding ice. Okay. Um, each creature within that area has to make a con saving throw. Which, they all have to make con saving throws. Huh? And I don't know what that... It's your it's your spell save DC. Which is Same as it's always been. Uh, it's gonna be eight plus your proficiency plus your charisma modifier. I wrote it down on that yellow or that green piece of paper for you. Yes. What color is adamantium in your game? A darkened gunmetal gray steel. And mithril is going to be a much lighter color of metal. Okay. Um, they got a... What kind of saving throw was it? Constitution? Uh-huh. They got a 10. <laughs> they all get hit. Alright. 3d8, eh? And what, they're encased in ice? They're, well, yeah. It's, it I think that's part of it. Now. Yeah. Like, doesn't their speed know. get reduced to 10? Yeah, something like that. 
Uh, hindered by ice formations for one minute. Um, head speed reduced to zero. So they're frozen in place. Yeah, they each take 18 points of damage. Okay. Are they still able to attack? Or are they just unable to move? That's what I was asking, because, like, are they essentially restrained? Because then attack rolls against the creature would have an advantage. Uh, they have disadvantage against dexterity saving throws. It doesn't say if they can attack or not, specifically, so... Uh, well... Let's start with this. Tell me what that damage was again. That was 18 points per person. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They. they yeah. Yeah. What's now, this spell called again? Rhymes binding, binding ice. ice. R I M E. Now, here's my other question. What's the area of effect that, that spell hits? Thirty foot cone. How do you do that cone? Right out from my hand. <laughs> no, but you have to spit pick. Like how that cone affects what area that cone hits. Oh. Because you could potentially hit your own allies too. Five by don't. twenty-five. So it starts as a real narrow spike and kind of wedges out to about five feet. I get that. But is that this way? Is that this In way? In line with all three of those bad boys. Okay. This is where extensive, like, irritating specifics need to be said, because otherwise I have to assume. Okay. I'm gonna... And it's a 15-foot cone? 30. 30? So 5, 10, 15. Okay, well, in this case, you're going like this. Yeah, so it's going to hit all three of them. It's going to hit this whole section of the ship here. <laughs> so... She damages the ballista as well. Sorry. Mercer looks at you. Don't damage my weapons. You can fix it. And she also damages this ballista down here. How? Wait. No, 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 no. I stand at like, well, Esther stands at like It was inside foot. the 15-foot cone. Does it extend down? You're on the same level. Oh. And you were aiming slightly up because they were heading up the steps. Oh, okay, So okay, okay. that cone doesn't have a two-dimensional space. It goes in... 3D. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, it does, from here, it looks like it's on a lower level Well. than what I'm at. I don't know. It's just a weird It's a rounded section here. This yes. is called the stern deck where you're standing I, at. I know how to remember this. Thank you. It's good. I'm good. Let's go. Mercer just kind of looks over the banister at you like... Sorry! So the spell doesn't specifically say that they are restrained, just as they are hindered, which makes no sense. But it is what it is. And I'm going to say that they are restrained because they can't move. B-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L. And then she's going to back up 10 feet. And that's it. Wait. I can move that one, right? I didn't move this round. No, you haven't moved yet. Okay. Other than twisting your body, you know, whoosh, okay. ice cone. So yeah, I'm just going to back up 10 feet so I'm out of their melee range. Okay. All right. Next. Um, it's Grigo's turn. He... He just attempts to shoot with the short bow again. Come on, Grigo. That's going to be a hit. He is going to 
Hit number four. Did he roll with advantage? No, he did not. Still a 14. That's that second roll was well, lower. You never know. And that guy... Now, does Restrain say anything about saving throws? They have this... They have... Uh, they automatically fail... Oh, disadvantage on deck saving throws. That's it. Okay. Well, this isn't a deck saving throw. This is a con saving throw. So is it a con just saving throw? Standard. It's a con saving throw. Why are you not charging? And he makes it as another little toothpick goes and hits this guy in the neck, and it's just like, yeah! Really? Okay. Um, that should be Mercer. Yeah, I didn't change those numbers on there. Yes, it's Mercer's turn. Okay, so for his first action, um, he's going to firebolt uh, the guy uh, closest to him. So the guy in green. That's going to be a 23 to hit. That'll hit. 10 points of damage, and then he is going to force cannon him. Wait, hold on, back up. Which guy did you hit? The guy in the green. There's a five foot space between us. Green. Are you talking this guy? Yeah. Okay, that's. Okay, that's actually blue, but okay. Okay, to me it looks green. Yeah, I, well, I can tell. I just. I was looking at him like, none of those guys have green. Alright, how much did you hit him for? Uh, 10 points. Of fire damage, and then uh, it's going to be a 29 to hit him, or sorry, 28 to hit him with the force cannon. That's a hit for an additional uh, five points, and he okay. can't move anywhere. Next. Uh, Zabak. Alright. She's gonna wait up to, I guess, Mr. Front and Center there. The guy in the blue? Yeah. Like the dark the, blue? The one right next to Esther. Well, technically, oh. 10 feet away from Esther. Okay, so the guy I just hit in green. Yeah. Or That's blue. the guy in the blue, yeah. yeah. See, the guy in the middle, to me, is blue. What? Well, he's in a purple. Wait. That's red. Well, like he's a red in under an orange with a blue. outfit and a purple tunic over the top. Oh. This guy that you guys have been hitting is wearing a blue. Okay, so his sleeves and the under tunic are green, but the part that you guys are looking at is actually blue. Yeah, see, to me it looks green. And oh yeah, the I guy mean, in the purple looks the light, the angle. Yeah, I get it. And this guy is in an actual red. Yeah, like that looks right to me. <laughs> so Zabak is gonna stand, is gonna move to stand where Esther was, because Esther backed up ten feet on her turn. Like down the stairs here or over here? Uh, yeah, that way. Which way? The first, that. This yes, one? that. <clears throat> so it's 
back's gonna move into where she was. Okay. She's gonna have to move another <coughs> forward to hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And reckless attack. You already had an advantage. Oh, well then I won't re recklessly attack. I still hit with a dirty 20. Yep. Jawbone, mess him up. 21 points of damage for the first one. Three of which were shock. Like, doesn't matter, does it? No. And for my next attack. That's gonna be 24 to hit. It's definitely a hit. Twenty-six points of damage. He is dead. Ha ha ha! And that's the end of the back's turn. All right. Next. It is Celine's turn. Uh, Celine is going to move up to the guy in purple. spiritual weapon is going to float right behind him. Right here. Yep. And then Yeah. Um she is going to cast as her action she is going to do, um, see, Mercer's, yeah, Mercer's outside of range by five feet. Um, she's going to do, uh, Sword Burst. So they both need to give me Dexterity saving throws at disadvantage. Did you do that specifically because it's a Dex saving throw? That I and I did hit both of them. Well, the first one's a fail because he rolled a two. Oh. I rolled a natural 20 and an 11, so that's going to be a 12. Oh. Sweet. They both fail. Um, and so, you know, burst of blade, spectral blades burst from me. Mm -hmm. uh, they both take uh, five points of damage. Five points, okay. So that's gonna put them at. And then my bonus action is to attack the guy in purple with the spectral weapon, which is a critical hit. Okay. For uh, 15 points of force damage. <laughs> You said 15? Yep. So that's 10, 25, 4, or, uh, that'd be 12. 
As her amulet glows. And she heals again? Yep. Okay. Alright. So that was Selene. It is now their turn. They can't move, so the only person that they can try to hit is me. And they have disadvantage. On the attacks? Yep. Because they are restrained in ice. Yes, they do. Alright. So. However, they're both going to attack recklessly, so it's going to be a straight roll. Because you guys already have advantage against them as it is. So. Say the green one is the first one right in front of her, and the blue one's the one at an angle. Okay. Uh, green guy missed because I rolled an 11, so I know a uh, a 16 is not going to hit. Yep. Um, blue guy got a 20, a dirty 20. Nope. Okay. So ping ping. Yep, back to the top of the line, it's Esther. Ah! Level 5 magic missile, just because I don't want to accidentally kill any of my friends. This road's going to work out. Four points on Mr. Blue Red Man. Twenty-four points on middle guy. Yep, yep, yep. That's the one. Yep, he ain't looking too good. That's the end of her turn. Keep taking that die. I'm sorry. Take your die back. You're fine. Uh, turn. going to do he is going to do coordinated strike again so if he hits he gets to do a great deal more damage okay he has advantage to hit correct yep and he is going to try to hit uh, the guy who hasn't been getting hit so the one to the far end of the ship there yeah no he missed Rolled a one and a four. Aww. Wah, wah. It's just like, yeah. <clears throat> dang it. And Mercer's turn. Uh, so, guy in red, Mercer for the moment is going to switch targets to him. Okay. Uh, Firebolt. And that's going to be a uh, 21 to hit. That's a hit. Sixteen points. Oh. And then force cannon. Which is gonna be a twenty-four to hit. Yeah, that's gonna hit. 
for an additional eight. All right. He's looking worse than the other guy is now. Okay. It's a back's turn. All right. Time to die. She moves up to hit this fool. Still at advantage? Uh-huh. Nice. Ooh, heck yeah. Do they get, like, some kind of a saving throw or something to a to get out of the ice. Uh, oh, I think yeah. they can take an. I think they can take an action to break the ice off of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or until another creature within reach of it uses an action to break away the ice. Yeah. The creature is hindered. So. One minute. Yeah, one minute. Or they, or until they, or until they, the or another creature them. use their action to break away the ice. Okay. Yeah. Alright. So Zabak wades up and she's gonna wall up these fools and she's gonna hit the one guy for uh 23 hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 23 points of damage for the first attack. Okay, which one did you hit? The guy in purple or Okay, he's dead. Okay. So she moves forward a little more to hit the other fool. Oh, natural 20. Don't like roll her. minimum. Damn, they're dead. Uh, 18 points of damage. Still up. Yeah, he's still up. I you thought you I... said you'd about rolled minimum. Well, I almost did. I got, well, half it. Okay. Yeah, he's still up. Uh, he's not looking good, but he's still up. I rolled a natural 20. Don't I get to confirm a crit or something? No, you no. get to double your damage dice. Oh, they rolled okay, the dice. So... 32 points of damage. My bad. Right. He's dead. Yeah, you didn't come anywhere close to minimum damage. He's, like, way past dead. All right, so they go down. Sweet. Um, this is the point where you guys are out of combat. Oh, thank God. Um, yeah. Esther collapses to her knees. So oh, we have oh. the bridge, the stern deck, and this is where we start to come down to the main deck down here. There's one ballista here, and then two more right here, plus the barrels that you're seeing. Okay, is the... I mean, at the moment, I can't really do anything with the ballista. Right. I got, I'll have I'm just come, telling you what you see right now. I'll have to come back and collect them. The barrels. What's in the barrels? The barrels... Don't you have healing potions, by the way? You uh, should have some. I thought I do. Maybe. Da, da, da. I, I got some poison. The I barrels are... Oh, I have one. Yeah. Um... 50 gallon barrels full of pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, I thought you were about to say this. Mercer, bag, bag, bag. So he has 150 pounds worth of pitch in his bag now. Uh huh. Ba- basically, he has locked it out for a minute, mm-hmm. put the barrels of pitch in, and then you get back in lock. 
Okay. Esther chugs a healing potion and regains seven points of health. Okay. Um, as you get down to the main deck, uh, there's a thick... The, the main deck is bisected by a thick barrier of vines that goes 15 feet across. The vines have encircled the ship and plunged into the deck below. The masts, the riggings, the sails, all have been knocked from the ship, and the stairs to the lower deck have collapsed. The only way to reach the lower deck is to get past the vines, and you see a door beneath the stern deck that leads to the Admiral's quarters. So we can get to the door, to the Admiral's quarters. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely going in there. Heck yeah. Okay. You guys go into the Admiral's quarters. Let me read what this says, and then I'll move you guys over. Um, Admiral Steele's spacious quarters include a large table bolted to the floor and a built-in bed. The few unsecured objects in this room have slid to the aft wall, which has numerous windows. The door seems to lead to a storage space. The sound of murmuring can be heard coming from a decorative metal box that Mm -hmm. lays among objects on the floor. Don't do it. No, don't do it. Okay, well, first and foremost, I'm going to... Um, Let me get you guys to detect play. magic on the box. Boom, boom, boom. Let me take a look here real quick. Um, you. Trying to think, because they're not. Technically, no, but technically, yes. It's not like magic, like evocation or divination or anything like that. It's not a school of magic you're picking up on. Okay, is there like a stick or a rod or something in here? Um. Yeah, it's a pretty safe bet to say that you could probably find something like a... Okay. Yeah, we'll say you find a compass that's about eight inches long. Sure. Just something where I take I take it and I stick the box. You stick the box? Yeah. Like, I poke it. Dang, dude. So you just, like... Oh, I do, a, I do it kind of hard. I mm. Like, hard enough to flip it open? No, kind of like, uh, you know, like, okay, is this thing the dreaded mimic? <clears throat> Nothing happens. happens. Okay. Then, for now, scooch the side lock. Okay. <clears throat> I cram it in my bag. You pick up the box. Yes. Okay. The top of it flutters open as you go to pick it up. Okay. And two steam methods fly out. Ah, frick. You're free. Go away. Do they attack? I mean, I know they're, I assume they're intelligent, I should say. Um, Big assumption, man. Um, As soon as you release them, they immediately go to the task of tidying things up until one of you decides to do something. I, I, I told him, I said, you're free to leave. 
they're completely ignoring you and they're just cleaning the room. Cool. Like the, the stuff that toppled over onto the floor, they're picking it up, cleaning okay, it. Okay, so I grabbed the box. Dude, I think they're literally just the housekeepers. I grabbed the box. I'm holding mm-hmm. the box now. Stop. They just keep going. Alright. I just close the box, throw it in my bag, and let them clean. Okay. Um, can I do an investigation to see if there's any anything hidden in here? Um Yeah, go for it. Beautiful. That's a twenty seven. Uh, no, you don't find anything else. Holy crap, he has nothing in his cabin? What type of crappy ca- captain is this? One who thinks ten steps ahead with the anticipation that if somebody got onto his ship, his cabin would be one of the first places people would try to raid. Uh, well, I still take his method box. <laughs> um, um, and then if you do recall, you were told that there is a... Uh, there's a, something. So there's a door that leads to a storage. Yeah. Check it for traps. Another investigation. Because I don't trust this guy. Um, you'd be better off with an Arcana check. Like, your first investigation check tells you something magical is on the door. Okay. So an Arcana well, check would be better. Uh, rolled, so that's going to be a 26. Uh, yeah, you can tell that it's uh, not only locked, but also trapped with some type of magic. Okay. Um, use my thieves' tools to disable it. Okay. Dexterity check with... Going to use tools. going to use my uh, inspiration on that one. Okay. Not by much. Okay. Uh, that's going to be... Use my flash of genius of 15. You just barely make it. And be glad you did, because you would not have liked what happened. Cliff avoiding fireball. Alright, so as you open the door up. Yep. um, This is a storage room that holds a lot of valuables in it. Now you have found... His goodies. His goodies. Um, a lot of stuff was knocked off the shelves and heaped by the door. Many things were broken, but sifting through the mound um, is going to take you ten minutes if you want to try to oh, find it. Oh, I totally am robbing this dude of everything he has. Is, there, is anybody else helping him or is it just Mercer? Okay. Robin blind. So what you guys find are uh, a chime of opening, a potion of climbing, potion of water breathing and 2,000 gold pieces worth of jewels and treasure to include the Admiral's token of office and an ornate battle axe crafted of pure silver embossed with golden script proclaiming him favored of the king. Uh, you can also give me a perception check. Okay, can you do me a favor and take me a, take a picture of that? Uh, hang on just a sec. Oh, beautiful. 20... All right, so you need that stuff again, don't you? Uh, like, 
if I can get a picture of it, it's going to be easier. Because there was, there's a lot about the whole Silver Axe and all that, and kind of relevant. Well, I can either... There's more to this if I take a picture that I don't want you to know. You should be able to... Oh, I think you can crop it. It's a lot of cropping. It's just easier if you Oh, write. it's all... Blur okay. It's all written in with the description. Mm. Yeah, it's not I'll just... I'll grab it later. It's too late tonight to do it. To just write the stuff down? Yeah, because it's it's a, there's the silver axe with blah 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 blah. That's uh, it's just a decorative battle, uh, a silver battle. Axe. It's a station or something of that nature. I'll, I'll grab it later from you. Okay. Did you make the perception checks? Mm -hmm. Uh, so we got a, a twenty-one. Or sorry, no, a twenty, a twenty-seven. Uh, okay, so she'll see it. Mercer got a full. Mercer's too uh, enamored with the treasure. Mm -hmm. Twelve and eleven. Uh, so Celine's the only one who sees it. Uh, she also finds a javelin of lightning mm. and a bag of tricks that is a rusty color. Mm. What kind of tricks? That is for you to find out. Okay. As depicted by the color. Okay. Alright. That's what you guys find. Um, Mercer is going to, basically we're going to do magical, or, you know, handoffs. So basically he's like, sorry Locke, get out for a little bit. And told you this would have been easier if I just waited. Well, you can wait over in the cabin if you really want to. Not by myself on this ship, I'm not. All right, well then, this is not the end of the world. Don't worry Locke, I'll go with you, I'll protect you. Um, and so, you know, the magic shell game where, you know, you keep moving things from one bag to another. Celine really doesn't have anything in her bag. So he moves all the pitch to her bag. And then all the crap they put into his bag. Okay. Okay. And then Locke can crawl back in. <sighs> Alright. And that is where we will call it for tonight. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.